DBHDD is reminding Georgians to ask their doctor about alternatives to opioid pain medication. Alternatives such as over-the-counter medications and physical therapy can be used to manage pain. More information at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Tuesday, April 25th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, anti-Semitic flyers turn up in East Atlanta. Confederate Memorial Day events planned for Stone Mountain come under scrutiny, and Forsyth County is planning to build a new $1 billion arena. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Forsyth County residents are getting their first look today at a plan that includes a $1 billion new arena. The project, called The Gathering at South Forsyth, also promises office, retail, hotel, and restaurant space, as well as thousands of jobs. Alex Warner of the local Chamber of Commerce says he believes the project will draw plenty of visitors to Forsyth County. Without a doubt, people will come to, to, to utilize this arena. I mean, just with the, the Forsyth County residents alone and how much extracurricular activities they do, and they're currently leaving our county to go spend that money, um, yes, we, we anticipate uh, people will come. And then from who travels to come to certain events at arenas, uh, we could see that draw from coming uh, at way further away than just the metro Atlanta. News of the project broke last week with reports tying the arena to a bid for a National Hockey League franchise. County commissioners were scheduled to hear today from the project's development team, led by Atlanta-area auto dealership owner Vernon Kraus. Events planned for Confederate Memorial Day at George's Stone Mountain are again drawing criticism in the prospect of opposing demonstrators. Several groups are calling on Governor Brian Kemp to cancel the event. The NAACP's Gerald Griggs says changes at the park, which is by law a Confederate memorial, aren't happening quickly enough. Stone Mountain has been dragging its feet. They've been talking about reimagining Stone Mountain. The only thing they did was change the logo. They haven't removed the Confederate flags from the base of the mountain. They have done nothing. The Sons of Confederate Veterans will lead the event, which features keynote speaker John Weaver, a member of the Council of Conservative Citizens. That's an organization identified as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Governor Brian Kemp won't address the Georgia Republican Convention this summer. Kemp's aides say he'll focus instead on building his own efforts to energize GOP voters. Atlanta Journal-Constitution political reporter Patricia Murphy told GPB's Political Rewind it's the latest move in a growing rift between the governor and a state party that's becoming increasingly loyal to former President Donald Trump. Governor Kemp can raise much more money than the state party. He doesn't need the state party. And at this point, he also doesn't need the headache of showing up to that convention when it's Trump loyalists who are just waiting to scream at him. Once a strong supporter of Trump, Kemp is now among party leaders urging the GOP to move on from the former president. A former top aide for Georgia U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock has been named principal deputy manager for President Joe Biden's re-election campaign. That was announced today. Quinton Folks of southwest Georgia's Schley County managed Warnock's successful re-election effort last year. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelski, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. 
Find it online at gpb.org slash podcasts or download it on your favorite podcast platform. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has given a timeline for when she'll be announcing charging decisions stemming from a special grand jury's investigation into interference in Georgia's 2020 election. Willis will announce whether former President Donald Trump and his allies will face criminal charges during the court term that runs from July 11th to September 1st. She revealed the timeline in a letter dated yesterday to the county sheriff because of what she calls the possibility of, quote, significant public reaction and the need for, quote, heightened security and preparedness. Residents in the East Atlanta neighborhoods of Lake Clare, Candler Park, and Kirkwood discovered anti-Semitic and anti-transgender flyers on their sidewalks and driveways seemingly distributed late last Saturday evening. This is not an isolated incident. The group behind these flyers proudly claims it has distributed thousands of pieces of its propaganda throughout Georgia. Atlanta City Councilmember Liliana Bakhtiari, who represents the area, released a statement yesterday calling the flyers repugnant. LGBTQ advocacy group Georgia Equality called the flyers fear-mongering rhetoric. A report from the Anti-Defamation League shows a 63% increase in anti-Semitism in Georgia, which became part of the debate over a hate crime bill during the 2023 legislative session. The bill did not pass. Similar anti-Semitic flyers were distributed in neighborhoods in Sandy Springs and Dunwoody back in February. Coca-Cola reported a first-quarter profit of more than $3 billion. The Atlanta-based company said net revenues grew 5% to $11 billion between January and March. Earnings per share grew 12% to $0.72. Sparkling soft drinks, including trademark Coca-Cola, grew 3%. Juice, value-added dairy, and plant-based beverages were even, while water, sports drinks, coffee, and tea grew 4%. In sports, in the NBA, the Hawks face elimination as they play the Boston Celtics tonight in Game 5 of their playoff series. Boston leads the series 3-1. Atlanta will play without DeJounte Murray, who is serving a one-game suspension without pay for making inappropriate contact with an official and for verbal abuse during the Hawks' 129-101 loss in Game 4. And in baseball, Atlanta Braves pitcher Spencer Strider held the Miami Marlins scoreless through eight innings last night as the Braves snapped their four-game losing streak, winning 11-0. Strider stretched a perfect game into the seventh inning, which ended with an error by Braves first baseman Matt Olson. The no-hitter continued into the eighth and ended with a base hit by Miami's Gene Segura. Strider says Segura's a really good out-of-the-zone hitter. So you don't really know where to throw it to him. I probably should have thrown it, you know, over the backstop. Maybe he couldn't reach that. I don't know. In all, Strider racked up 13 strikeouts after the game Braves manager Brian Snitker sang his praises. I just have so much respect for the young man, just how consistent he is and professional and the work ethic and and the whole thing, the consistency in what he does is, is, is as special as what he does on the mound, I think. Braves batters hit five home runs, including two from center fielder Sam Hilliard. The Braves face the Marlins at home again tonight. And that's a wrap on today's edition of Georgia Today, but we do appreciate you tuning in. We hope that you will subscribe to this podcast. That way we will be there fresh on your podcast feed tomorrow afternoon. If you'd like to learn more about any of the stories on this podcast today or find the latest, you can go to gpb.org slash news. And if you've got feedback or a story suggestion, we'd love to hear it. Email us at georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.